say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. And greetings and salutations, everyone. There we go. You have tuned into finally Dr. Judy WTF, which is what the Freud. I'm your host, Walt Luskin. Of course, Dr. Judy Rosenberg is here. And this is a call in show. And if you want to get on the couch with Dr. Judy with your emotional ouch, please feel free. The number is area code 323 843 2826. 323 843 2826. We are also every Thursday here at 8 p.m. Pacific here in the heart of Hollywood um, at UBN, that's Universal Broadcasting Network Radio. And uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and we are broadcasting live on YouTube as we speak right now. So if you want to go to YouTube and watch us, you sure can as well. And, of course, we're part of the iHeartRadio family. We are continuing our series because we did one last week, and the response was just unbelievable, not only on YouTube but uh, on the calls, on Emotionally unavailable relationships, and we're, we're touching on mostly on dating, but it doesn't have to be. Um, and so we're going to touch on when maybe you are the one that is unavailable emotionally. That's possible. Mm -hmm. And you know, my mm -hmm. brain doesn't become available until you say <laughs> greetings and salutations, <laughs> and then it comes Boom. online. And, and the audience, we've got to have the audience. Which is you guys, of course. <laughs> so as I was driving on the 101 freeway in the, beautiful... The, the parking lot. <laughs> uh, actually, no, the no, 101 freeway. I was thinking about the term emotionally unavailable. So one idea that came to mind is, is the person experiencing that person as emotionally unavailable or is that person emotionally unavailable and how do you tell the difference and what's well, going on we're here? Gonna, we're going to dive into that as soon as you want. Okay, go go ahead. Dive right in. So I started this last week. I just wanted to repeat because it is. If you've ever been in a relationship with someone emotionally available, you know the pain of not being able to get close to the one you love. They're evasive, make up excuses, which we're going to talk about, or just inept when it comes to talking about feelings or relationships. Some use anger, criticism, or activities to create distance. You end up feeling alone, depressed, unimportant, and rejected. Usually women complain about emotionally unavailable men, yet many aren't aware that they themselves are emotionally unavailable too. Getting hooked on someone unavailable is really a disguises your problem, keeping you in denial of your own unavailability. So okay. there we got some signs here that you might be unavailable. We're going to talk about you first, <laughs> and then, then we're going to dive into others because there might be overlap anyway. So the first one is you just don't want to get close to people, mm -hmm. okay? Um, you know, it's kind of obvious, but is it possible that you're social, you make friends, and you even go out on dates, but do you develop emotional ties to them? Do you invest your own emotions into them, or are you more in a listening ear and kind of like a frequent acquaintance? So why is this happening? And uh, for those of you who know a little bit about the way I think, I always like to go to the cause the of the problem. And the cause of the issue is in the attachment style of the individual. And so if you would be so kind as to put the mind map up, and for those of you who are not viewing this and you're listening in, you can go to... DrJudyWTF.com. Yeah, and view the mind map there. Uh, so from an attachment theory point of view, uh, during the first few years of months and years of life, we become hooked to our caregiver in a good way. We need them. We need to get nourishment from them. We All need to get emotional these uh, emotional goodies in the form of uh, breastfeeding, eye contact, skin contact, attunement. And if this relationship doesn't go well, then the baby starts um, withdrawing into their own inner world. And they start getting the idea that uh, human 
connection is not all that wonderful. And so their reaction would be to withdraw, and then later on their defense mechanism would get a little bit sophisticated. So if you look at panel number five, that particular panel represents our defenses, our defense mechanisms. And obviously, if, if things didn't go well with mommy, then why should it go well with other people? Because parents set the bar. They are our blueprint. And if that's not happening, then better we should shield our emotions and just not get that involved. Maybe and it's not worth it. Maybe it's just not worth it. And yeah, we want people around, but not all that much. And we don't really want to get all that embroiled because if we get embroiled, then A, they may leave us, they may insult us, they may not be enough, they may not attune to us, and they may even get in our way when we just simply want to be alone. So those are the uh, ingredients for setting a system up that creates an, an emotionally unavailable uh, person. And to expand on the abandonment theory, I mean, right. attachment theory, right. they, they're going to abandon you, right? Who wants to be abandoned, for goodness sake? So why bother going through the whole thing in the first place? Correct. Yeah. So in many cases, that what happens is you set it up so they do abandon you, and there you feel abandoned, but it was them that abandoned you because of what you did. So I want to bring in some case studies of patients that I work with, uh, examples of how this manifests in their complaints and in the the treatment room and so so some people may complain that their husband or wife is buried in work and so this is one way of being un emotionally unavailable a Another, workaholic a workaholic right so this is part of the defense mechanism of not wanting to get too close maybe another is complaining that um, husband is watching too much porn. So that's another way to avoid the intimacy because sex can be a place where people come together and uh, exchange intimacy, not just sexual pleasure, uh, but actual emotional intimacy. So with porn blocking the way, they can never really get that close to the person. And so they end up um, substituting uh, porn for the, is that a call-in? What? Okay. Yeah, let's go for it. So just finish the thought. They end up substituting the porn for intimacy. And can you turn down your volume, please? Hi, you're on the air? Hi, you're on the air. Can you turn down your volume, please? There you go. Yes. You are on the couch with Dr. Judy and Walt in your name. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> We're looking at her on TV on the on my screen and I'm surprised. Like I'm like, oh wow, I'm already there. Hi. What's your name? Hi. I'm Cynthia. Nice to meet you. Where are you calling from, Cynthia? Uh, Brooklyn, New York. Okay, New I can tell York. by your accent. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what what are your origins? <laughs> what what are your origins? Oh, I'm from France. From France. from France. Oh, comment vas-tu? <laughs> comment vas-tu? Ça va bien, merci. Ça va bien, merci. <laughs> okay, merci beaucoup. Okay, so what 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 brings you to a question? Well, the title, the title, emotionally unavailable. Um, I realized that my mother uh, was not emotionally available for me, and she's still not. Okay. Um, I married. I married my mother. Mm -hmm. He was not. Um, emotionally available also yeah and when i had my daughter i was just like that's enough so we got separated and uh and you know all the drama around okay but now my question is mm -hmm. i feel like i'm also emotionally not available kind of maybe no maybe i'm not that sensitive mm -hmm. so i'm wondering um you know because we talk about mirroring like we do what her parents does how can I know that I'm not following my mom and my my, my ex-husband steps? Okay, great, great, great question. Okay, so, so number one, uh, you will know because they'll start complaining about it. Mostly people who are close to us will say, hey, you're just not that into me or you're not tuned in or are you listening or Hello? did you even write? Okay, so people will start complaining. Chances are that if the blueprint went wrong, then we're copying like that chip off the old block. 
the chip off the old blueprint. So if your mother was not really attuned to you, so where are you supposed to learn this, right? So exactly. it's not like you right. you decided that you were going to be emotionally unavailable. It's just that you didn't really get what I call pulled out of yourself because who pulls us out are our parents how do they pull us out of ourselves and engage us into the world they pull us out by eye contact by playing with us by making gurgling sounds that that um that mirror our 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 baby sounds so through this process of play and interaction we become less internal and more engaging and if we don't have that exercise it's kind of like if you leave a baby in the crib for too long and you don't allow that mm -hmm. baby to practice rolling over or crawling they're not going to so if we don't right. practice with our babies to call them out and engage with them then then we're not going to teach them that okay yeah. so so what's the okay. solution to that is exactly what you're doing you psychoeducate yourself right Mm -hmm. And then you start understanding how important that eye contact is, how important that attunement. And then you start giving that attunement to your child. For example, I have okay. a, a mother that I'm working with, and she says that her son is ADD. And I said, well, let, let's consider this. Maybe you're just not eye contacting him. Because I find that, especially with children, if you don't look them in the eye and, and, and really listen to them while they're telling you their life, their story, their day, their events of importance, what they'll do is they will distract. So they will go internal, they'll disconnect, and then they will distract. So in this case, I started talking to the mother about looking her son in the eyes and engaging okay. with her son. And guess what? The mm -hmm. son is coming out toward her. And He's responding. being drawn out of himself and so when that happens yeah. there's that connect it's like a, you know like an electrical plug you're connecting with another person and what does that do to our brain and emotions it it sparks us because i'm wondering like being emotionally present does it mean like because uh, okay imagine like my daughter when i'm dropping my daughter to school i realize that um, she always tell me, "Mommy, I'm gonna miss you." Sure. And I automatically, I automatically tell her, "I'm gonna miss you too, but I'm gonna come and get you at night. I mean, I'm gonna come and get you later on." So I'm wondering, is that answer meaning that I'm emotionally available for her, or since she keeps repeating it every day, is it like she's still not satisfied? Okay. I think what, this is what a. What am I doing wrong? <laughs> okay. So number one, eliminate the word "but." Because the minute you say but, you're invalidating everything she just said. So part of mirroring right. is getting the other person. I love you, but. You're a nice person, but, you know, I get right. you, but. So that word but, just mm -hmm. get, get it out of your sentence. Okay, that's number okay, one. Yeah, okay. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Exactly. Number mm -hmm. two, you have to look back at what kind of attachment your daughter had to you at, at the beginning of life. Did you put her in uh, uh, daycare early? Uh, was there a nanny that did most of the uh, caregiving? Did you breastfeed her? Did you eye contact her? If those things were not going on, then your daughter might be experiencing some level of abandonment issues. 
Well, what happened is when she turned a year and a half, her my dad, my my ex husband got relocated, so we got up officially separated. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first week that she came home because I I breastfed her, I breastfed her maybe a year and a half. Okay. So um, I I've been playing with her. I was involved. Yeah, it was just uh, out. Of, I was not next to her just for a few hours a day. Yeah. So, but this was it. But once the dad left. Yes. For the entire week, she was going looking for him. So I think like that was the first abandonment. Mm-hmm. I feel like today she's always needy. She's always uh, looking for attention. So there I'm wondering it if it's to the dad. But now what I do with her dad is they do um, video chat every day. But, okay. you know, he's not here physically. Yes. So I'm like, I could see that there's something missing. And I don't know what I can do, you know. Okay. To, you know, yeah. So one of the things that children need to know is that they're not crazy. Kids are made crazy. We're not born crazy. We're made crazy. We're not crazy. And the crazy comes from the disconnect. And anytime we're disconnected from, we hurt. So it doesn't doesn't hurt to do a little bit of interpretation. How old is your daughter? Uh, She's four years old now. Four years old. I like to tell stories. I have a grandson who's four and a half years old, and I love to tell him stories. So you could start with making something creative, like a once upon a time there was a little girl, and everything was good, and mommy and daddy was there, and and, and, and the, the family was all comfortable and cozy, and then the daddy left or something like this. And then that made the little Mm -hmm. girl feel scared or made the little girl miss daddy. And so she could start seeing, oh, and then you could start saying, and sometimes when we get separated, those feelings, those nasty, scary feelings, oh, they come right back into our, our emotions. And so you could tell her in her own language, of course, in French, right? <laughs> I wish I had more practice in my French. Is, my French is quickly dying. I used to live in Montreal, Canada. Can you believe it? I need more French. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice, so, nice. Yeah, it was nice, actually. So, um, uh-huh. so I want you to pay very close attention. And also, because we cannot be perfect, okay, so we cannot say to her, uh, you cannot say to her, well, I'm sorry that happened, you know, because that happened. I'll never leave you again. And so just hold on to my skirt and let's forget about oh, going no. to school. You know, that's ridiculous, right? So what right, you right, do, right, right. right, so what you do is you help her to understand why she's thinking these and feeling these feelings. And so, and, okay. and, and, and right, and so you do gradual letting her go like maybe you'll walk her to the play yard maybe you'll let her hug there was a technique that uh, a psychologist invented uh called um kick mommy out the door i love this technique it's actually in my book be the cause healing human disconnect and the kick mommy out the door technique is about children who feel these feelings and instead of the parents saying bye-bye, and then the child losing the control and feeling abandoned, the teacher plays the game with the child, saying, okay, so we're going to go play now. I think, is it time to kick mommy out the door? Because we're going to get our paints out. And then they might participate and say, yep, let's kick mommy out the door. And so so then that way, uh-huh. I love it, because that way the child is in control. It becomes right, it's a on their game. Terms. It's funny. And then they feel good about it because just play with it a little bit, okay? Thank you so much for calling in. And let let us know how it's going with your your family. Yes, I will do do this uh, definitely. And thank you again. So, I mean, okay. Okay. So thank you so much. Thanks, You're welcome. Au revoir. Au revoir. A bientôt. Au revoir. A bientôt. Okay. Okay. Merci. Uh, so human disconnect, this is what happens. Multi-generational, our human disconnect trickles down to our children and then they suffer and this is where it all stems from. Well, I, I always say that children's def- the definition of a child is God's little spy. Right. They really are looking and you know absorbing and picking up and more than you think, even when the door's closed. And you know what's really very important to know, Walt, is that this stuff is repairable. Yes, it is. It's not as though we've disconnected forever Uh, certainly there are things that are so damaging to children that they will just turn off and tune out and dissociate and 
practice. Okay, but for, for the most part, these things are repairable. And once the parent starts getting this level of education, I call it psychoeducation, so that the next generation doesn't turn out psycho. <laughs> so we get educated, we understand what this is all about, start studying a little bit of John Bowlby, father of attachment, attachment theory, theory. Uh, Dr. Murray Bowen, who is the, uh, the person who talks a lot about the multi-generational transmission process, uh, Freud, who talks about repeating patterns, uh, and, 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 and needing to complete emotional files through looping through endlessly. That's why we call our show Dr. Judy WTF with the Freud. And so um, I want to move on to a topic of um, when do we know? Do we have any callers? That's it. Okay. I've got I've got more about maybe you're unemotionally available. Go ahead, go go for so it. So I got a couple more that are good. You second one is you cut people out of your life, and by that, basically, uh, cutting toxic people out of your life is obviously a good thing. But maybe things aren't just going so well for you, and instead of waiting around and putting a little energy into it, you quickly cut them out of your life because you know you've. You haven't formed any emotional bond because you haven't been invested in them. In other words, you do it sooner than you should, and that way, you know, you become emotionally available because you just toss them out. And can you see the what the Freud there? Mm -hmm. Because you've not been invested in mm -hmm. by your family of origin, so you're not taught to invest. So you don't understand that if you keep putting the light into the other person, the connection to the other person, the right person, it'll come back to you. And if you put it in the wrong person, then what happens? going to bite you going to bite you and vampire you <laughs> yes which we've talked a lot yes about. we have yeah this one is a biggie i think you struggle to love yourself obviously if if you can't love another person until you love yourself first right so self-care and self-love are so important and integral to the way we view ourselves and the way we interact with others if you're emotionally available it may come down to the way you love yourself rather than the way you don't love yourself. When you don't love others, we often become skeptical of people. How can they see the good things in me when I can't even see them in myself? And that comes to that negative core belief, mm -hmm. which we talk a lot Absolutely. about. Absolutely. The foundation of the mind map. Right. And so if you don't mind putting that up on the screen, panel three, um, that's the encoding. That's how we interpret um, our life what we mean to ourselves and other people, and that message gets encoded by the way we're treated or mistreated. And so if we're not treated with kindness, regard, and intimacy, emotional intimacy, then we may encode something like, well, we don't matter anyway, we're not important, we're not lovable. So if that's the encoding, then why connect out of that to another human being because the the presumption is that that union is not really going to be rich or nourishing and even worse that that union might end and another way core beliefs manifest themselves in is uh, core beliefs in relationships so if your parents are divorced or they've oh, been I'll just finish the point. We'll take it engaged in domestic violence. Then the core belief about relationships in general is that they're they're not that wonderful, and they're just they're going to split up anyway. And you're on the couch with Dr. Judy and Walton. Thanks for calling. Hello. Hi. Actually, I've called before. This is Chrissy. Hi, from Chrissy. Fairborn. Hi, Chrissy. How you doing? Hi. Oh, no better. No better. Okay, go throw it at us. Go, go for it. What's going on? I don't even. I just. I just happened to get on my phone. I'm still on Wi-Fi. I hope you can hear me better than last time. You, yeah. so, you, you um, sound fine. Okay, so I told you my whole situation about my boyfriend, and you said it was pretty much pure chaos. Point being is, I listen to your stuff almost every day. Still, I know what I need to do with the situation. Like, okay. just had me over. I have. To do no contact, but it just doesn't seem to work. And I, I don't know if I actually sent email into you, but like begging for help. Like I don't know if you could. I just don't have enough money to try to even pay for that right now. You yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I just don't want this to like go like you know go down to my daughter and my two nephews. Totally. 
Okay, so first of all, and I, I just like, I can't get, like my boyfriend, my not even my boyfriend, my ex boyfriend, he's here right now, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um, it's just like pure chaos. Like today, we already got into, it and he left, and you know, came back, and I mean, who cares if we were arguing or whatever? He still scratched my eyebrow, like from my top of my eyebrow down, like jabbed my eyeball about. So and I don't even call the cops on him. I can't even force myself to do anything. Okay, so look, look, Chrissy, this, I'm so sorry, you know, this is such a complicated situation. And I know that you're, you're feeling really, really under the bus. And I'll try to get somebody on the team to work with you. We'll try to figure it out. Okay. Just realize that this has been going on for a long time. It's now in an emergency mode. It's not just some human disconnect. This is severe and, uh, and and chronic. And also it's, it's an emergency because, uh, uh, physicality is now taking place. You're being scratched, right? So, so you, you know what to do, you know what to do. The to do is broke my finger. Well, uh, duh. Okay. So the, what to do is to get away, right. And to get away in, in, it's important to release people with loving kindness, if at all possible and let him know, look, it's not you that I don't want to be with. Okay. I want you to listen to how I'm saying it because my, my true heart says, don't dump the person, dump the problem. But if the person can't dump their problem, you need to move away from the person. And so you let the person know, look, I think you're an amazing person in these, these, and these ways. Unfortunately, when you get physical with me, it's such a level of disconnect that I can't be with this behavior. Okay. Right. I tell him I'm not perfect, you know, and Sure. And sometimes I begin to wonder, like, if it is me, but I know I have to. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Issues, but. No. I, I... Like, just even last night, we were talking about us trying to actually work it out. And, you know, we got to start somewhere. Okay. Like, I text him, tell him I love him, whatnot. And he's like, yeah, and I'm just probably being petty or something like that, nitpicking. Like, okay, so, so look, me, this, I love this, you, and it's all fake. It's like he's con- I just can't the, call the cops on him. I can't obviously leave him. Okay, so look, I this can't. is this is such a deep conversation. This will take hours and hours. And, and, yeah, and, and, and I want, and I want, I truly, honestly want to be of, of help. So reach out and maybe I can get somebody on the team. The, 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 the point is, is that it seems like your chaotic blueprint has now allowed you to tolerate such a situation and his chaotic right. blueprint. Okay, so speaking of emotionally unavailable, what you guys are engaged in is you're not really um, empathic to each other. Okay, you don't understand no. how to have that interconnection in the relationship. You're just kind of like coming together to put salve on each other's wounds. And I'm sorry, I love you. And then it's a domestic violence cycle. That's not love. Okay, it's not love. It's it's addiction. Okay, so it's definitely addiction. I have major problems, and I don't. Want okay, so so look, one of the things that I want you to do, and this is free. For anybody that's involved in a domestic violence situation, there's a group called Sex and Love Aholic Anonymous. SAA, I think it's free. Go, join, be around people who've been through this. It's a cycle of violence. And maybe he can go to his group, you can go to your group, and if you guys grow, wonderful. Okay, but please please be in touch. We'll see what we uh, we can do. 
okay, to be okay. Of, of help. And this has just gone on for so long. And so uh, the, you, you have to start, um, as painful as it is, eliminating people who are harmful. And, as, okay? and the biggest buzzword I can throw at you to tell my two cents is boundaries. Boundaries, okay? right. You've got to start putting I'm your foot down and have boundaries. Well, there's the addiction. There it is. Right. There it is. Okay. So thank you for calling right. in. Reach out and one step at a time. It's complicated and it, you're embroiled. I just felt like it happened to be I logged on my phone. You were there and I thought, let me just try to call and see because it was meant to be. I don't know, but I just don't know what else. Okay. Else well, just just help. be in touch and go to that SAA group. It is free. Okay. Okay. I will definitely look into that. Okay. Thanks, thank Christy. Okay. Thanks, Christy. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Okay, so this is beyond um, emotionally unavailable. This is this is in the zone of emotionally destructive. Yeah, this emotional is another, abuse. You know, so people are trying to get together, but they're trying to fill the hole in the soul. You know that expression we talk about a lot, that hole in the soul that's born out of the non-nourishing first few years of life, parenting gone wrong or non-parenting. We should say the vacuous kind of parenting. And then two people get together because they're pulled toward each other, they're hurting, and they want to put salve on their wounds, and then they become, quote, emotionally enmeshed and available. But that's not what we mean by being emotionally available. We mean interconnection, panel number seven, which is really uh, uh, engaging with another human being that brings light, that brings more to the pie than just the one and the one. It's a plus two formula. This is not a plus two formula that you just heard. Unfortunately not. Yeah. So another reason why you might be unemotionally available is you've just gotten out of a relationship, which is fairly obvious, mm -hmm. right? It's mm -hmm. no one's business but your own to deal with the breakups. But if you've gotten out of one, maybe you're just not ready to get into another one. Oh, so. yeah. You're pulling yourself out of pain. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense. Right. So, enough said on that one. You are a perfectionist, and I've always said perfectionism is fatal. You're successful. You strive to do your best. You have high standards, all great traits. However, if you're emotionally unavailable, you may use your perfectionism as a way to cut people out of your life too quickly or to miss people, dismiss people who are in serious at the smallest upset. So, Which leaves you nice and alone. Yeah, mm -hmm. it sure does. Mm -hmm. You're elusive. And again, that's kind of kind of like, whoa, duh. But you know what? Maybe you do. You often cancel plans at the last minute. You know, maybe you're committed. People looking forward to hang out with you. Oh, I don't want to go. Do you keep your friends guessing as to whether or not you're even going to show up? Well, that's an offense defense mechanism and a way for you to uh, uh, be emotionally unavailable. Right. Right. So that's that one. Okay, but you can hear the trending here. Oh, it's Is a trend. There's there's a human being that for whatever reason isn't really looking forward to human contact and foundationally that was laid down at the causal level and so it it will play out in the here and now and 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 one thing i i want to talk about is the experience of another human being okay so you may say to somebody hey, you are emotionally unavailable. And that might mean a lot of things. It might mean that that person is just way out there on the cell phone or into the computer and really that person really is emotionally unavailable. Or it may mean that you're so needy that any sort of a glitch in the system will have you in, 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 in writhing pain because of any form of disconnect. So of course we're going to disconnect from each other. We're going to answer the cell phone. We're going to uh, watch television. We're going to go to work. We're going to say goodbye. We're going to put ourselves first when we're uh, brushing our teeth or taking a shower. I mean, these things happen. So it's not so much about the, the disconnect. It's how people manage to reconnect the disconnect. Okay, and so what I want to bring up here is that one of the uh, predictors that I use for healthy relationship or longevity here we go. of relationship is I use the concentric circle method. Okay, so I'll try to demo it. So here's, here's a circle and here's a circle. 
if this one wants to be on top of that one and that one wants to be on top of that one, then okay, so they're not going to feel a lot of pain. They may also be a little enmeshed and smothering each other. That's a whole nother topic. Yeah. Okay. If this one needs a lot of space and this one wants to be on top of that person, that's going to be a very, very painful match because what's going to happen is that person who needs the space is always going to experience that other person as intrusive and their main complaint will be wow you're so intrusive get out of my face whereas I, that I need, other person, i need my space i need my space and that other person will want to get closer and there will be this battle going on so i think the healthy your relationships nothing's perfect is when people have similar space requirements Okay, that both parties understand and respect each other's space, and both parties understand the need to connect. And both parties have the skills to disconnect with grace. You know, honey, I need some time and I'll be back with you in a couple of hours. So you don't, especially with people who have insecure attachment, you don't just leave them and say, see you later, alligator. And because it's like, uh, you're, you're activating the insecurity. You tell them, like a baby in a way, I'll be back in a few hours. Right, so you give them a, you give them a limit. You know, I'll be back after this or after I do that or right. a couple of hours. And so, right. okay, they can, okay, I can handle the clock and I can watch, I can watch the clock for 120 minutes before you come back. Right, like right. a baby. Think right. of a baby needs a schedule. They're going to be fed. They're going to yeah. be diapered. So ch people, I say children, Freudian slip there, okay, adult children <laughs> uh, uh, who have insecure or attachment styles gone wrong, um, they need to be treated in their baby reaction to the connect disconnect. And I think that once you get to understand what that looks like and feels like and have truth dialogue on that around that, I think that that, that can be negotiated. And along those lines, I thought we would dive into ten a few ways to spot if someone is being emotionally unavailable okay. from another perspective. So um, first off, maybe they're flirting with fla uh, flattery. People are too flattering like a snake charmers or the wooers of those are adept, uh, adept listeners and communicators, often good at short-term intimacy, mm -hmm. but some allure with self-disclosure and vulnerability, but then they prefer the catch to the chase. So they the chase never, to the catch, excuse they, me. Right, so they never really interconnect. Mm -mm. They never really form it, that it, bond. It, it, it's like you can never put your finger on it. Yes. It's there, but it's it's just not there. So they don't have the capacity for longevity. Mm -hmm. And so you want to make sure that if you're looking for a spouse, or you're looking for a long-term relationship, that you have a... a, a um, you have a pulse on, on who that person is. And if that person's just having fun with the chase and then once they catch the mouse, so to speak, they'll just chew off its head and <laughs> toss the mouse aside. I'm so graphic today. And and then and then, you know, next. Next. Well, another one that comes to mind, I was talking to a friend a few, few a little while ago. Uh, she was dating a guy, and he'd like call her, and they'd get together, and then, he would, then she wouldn't hear from him for two or three weeks. That's very painful. And, and what I call that, it's touch and go. Right. It's what I define as. So they touch you, and you know they're there and with you, and then they go and they're gone, and then after a period of time, which is mentionable, however that is, they come back. And so you know, there's no real relationship; it's just kind of touch and go. But see, there's a lot of control in that formula because it's called intermittent reinforcement, mm -hmm. which is the mm -hmm. most powerful form of exactly. reinforcement in the world. So what that person just did was give you a little something and so then you wait and you get so excited when that phone rings or that text comes through we we've all had that feeling yeah, but that's not a relationship a relationship is soothing calming dependable connected connected and funny along those lines about control it's the next one someone who won't be in uh, inconvenience to modify his or her routine. Typically, they, they have commit phobias and are very inflexible and loathe compromise. Now, that's a little bit of a narcissist in the making, and we're going to talk about that in our next show, is why narcissists aren't 
<laughs> available and they really are unavailable so look i just want to clarify this word narcissist okay it's just so easy to label somebody yeah. a narcissist but really the uh the hallmark of narcissistic personality disorder is when you have a person who's demeaning devaluing destroying another human being discarding another human being somebody who truly lacks empathy and just because somebody has some of these uh, characteristics it doesn't make them a narcissist so please everyone out there just be careful labeling yourself labeling your family labeling your friends he's a narcissist she's a narcissist am i a narcissist well look forget the labels system gone wrong healing human disconnect when we're disconnected from we're scared we're frightened we defend in certain ways some of us will defend by not wanting to get close to another some of us will defend by enmeshing ourselves and becoming Klingons to another so we're wanting to look at the entire spectrum of our behavior based on how we were treated in the first few years of life and how this what the Freud is unfolding next one is listen your date may hint or even admit that he or she isn't good at relationships or, you know, they don't believe they're ready for marriage. Well, guess what? Listen up and listen to them yes. because they're giving you a big hint and a big clue. Yeah. And why would I see here? Here's the thing is that, uh, you know, we've all felt this. Oh, my God, he broke up with me or she broke up with me and picked somebody else. Well, haven't you heard of the word lower hanging fruit? Haven't you heard of the word of uh, 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 the, the concept that that person is going to pick another person who's going to tolerate their bad behavior? Then on the other side, maybe you need to do some self-reflection and self-correction so that you could be more relationship ready. And so it's up to us to always self-improve so that if somebody doesn't want to be around us, we, we need to look at ourselves and say, Am I emotionally available? Am I being a Klingon? Am I demeaning, devaluing, and destroying another person? Am I experiencing addictions, impulse control issues, and so on? Because then that makes you the person, right, that that other wants to run from. And then you'll think, oh, that person's emotionally unavailable. No. Who would want to get involved with a person that hasn't really cleaned up their emotional issues? Well, funny you should bring that up because the next issue was the past. Okay. <laughs> right? Find out if the person's ever had any long-term relationships and why their prior relationship ended. Mm -hmm. What was the cause of it? Maybe the other person was an alcoholic. Okay, well, that's not... That's not something that you know, the person you're acting with has an issue with, hopefully. Um, and that obviously is a reason to end a relationship, but it has nothing to do with being emotionally unavailable. Right. So looking at the past, you may find some clues, of course. Sure. Perfect sneak perfectionism sneakers. These people look for and find a fatal flaw in the opposite sex and then move on. They're looking for excuses to break up. When they can't find imperfection, their anxiety rises and they will find an excuse to end the relationship. So they're, they're, they're not even in it to start it. They're per, in it to end it. So, <laughs> so look at that from a very deep point of view. Why would somebody do that? They would do that because there's a real fear of intimacy going on. Yes, absolutely. They fear that if they're going to merge with another human being, think about the inner core of self. If there's a hollow, incomplete inner core of self, then merging with another human being, especially if that person is healthy healthy enough and powerful enough, they may feel that they're going to lose themselves. And so in order to stay in control, they may want to uh, merge with that lower hanging fruit that they could control and that they could more easily discard. A person who will take their uh, their stuff, so to speak. Okay. <laughs> and here's here's a couple. One is anger. Obviously, if they're rude to a waiter or a waitress or mean to their mom, yes. you know, maybe they've got pent up anger and rage and, you know, demanding and probably emotionally abusive. Not the kind of person you want to hang out with. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're arrogant. You know, they brag constantly and they're cocky, um, which is kind of a sign of low self-esteem. Um, they have no confidence uh, to be intimate or committed yeah. or they're late. 
I love this one, right? I mean, you know, I'll meet you at five o'clock and they show up at seven, right? They, they That's just, really late. They're just and who very hang incons- out for two hours? <laughs> yeah. Who they're would do that? <laughs> they're late is inconsiderate, but mm-hmm. don't assume that punctuality means that he or she's a catch either. So then there's a balance there. But if they're constantly late and they kind of, apo- they're constantly apologizing, as one of them said, what are they apologizing for? And, you know, if they are, you know, again, maybe they just aren't really into it and they're sorry that they're not. Innovative and evasive. Um, secrecy, evasiveness, and in, uh, inappropriate questions too soon, maybe about money or sex, for example, indicate a hidden agenda, an unwillingness to allow the relationship to unfold unless you know they get the answers that they want. And then lastly, along those lines, is seduction. Maybe they want to go into the sex too soon. Um, and, you know, they give sexual cues really too early in the relationship, and then once that you know gets real, and they realize you know they've you've taken it too soon too far it's sabotaged and it ends and and that's a really great way to uh, reel somebody in because if uh, those hormones get activated the oxytocin and the you know the the love the love juices so to speak kick in then it's sometimes really hard to disconnect from that person because you get literally addicted to their smell their look their taste all of that and so once the person detects that that addiction is in place, they could start toying around with that other person's uh, emotions. And as we know, the person who has the control in a relationship is always the person who can most easily leave that relationship. Yes, because whose terms is it on? Is it on your terms or their terms? Right. Yeah, exactly. So I hope that Walt and I have provided you with some warning signs. Look for those red flags. And don't forget to also self-reflect and self-correct and make sure that you're not the one pushing people away. And if you are, then do some, some healing within so that you don't become that person that ends up pushing everybody away. Or you become with that person that is emotionally available. And I find, mm-hmm. for me, what's really helpful is, you know, it doesn't have to be long and involved, is just start to journal. Just open up a, open up a document on your computer and, you know, just write down random notes. You know, today I met with so-and-so and, you know, this occurred. And when it, and it, it can be just four or five sentences. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is, when you do that a lot, and even if it's just a couple times a week, you're going to see a pattern. Maybe it's a pattern in yourself, or maybe it's a pattern in the person you're with, or, mm-hmm. or the people you're with. And so at that point, you, ha- you have clues, and you can go back and go, hmm, and you can think about what went on, and, and analyze it and have something that, you know, you don't, you, you, you for- we forget stuff. And You know, what's beautiful about relationships is I think that at the core, people are wired to connect. Yes, we, we are. We want to heal. And so if you um, choose a person who's dedicated to taking a healing journey, then they may not be perfect. But if you find somebody that is willing to self-reflect and self-correct and own their own stuff, that's really, really very, very important. So look for somebody like that and be that person as well. And that brings us to the segment of the show, Shrink That Tune, where we're going to take a song, this time by request. It's a song by Richard Marks entitled Right Here Waiting. Uh, he wrote mm-hmm. some great, great songs back I in the day. I love yeah. Yeah, and so we're going to shrink this soon. We're going to, Dr. Judy's going to shrink it from a mind map psychological perspective. And uh, here we go. Oceans apart, day after day, and I slowly go insane. I hear your voice on the line, but it doesn't stop the pain. So there's the disconnect. Oceans apart, and that person obviously <coughs> is very connected to this under individual because without them, person's going insane but the voice isn't enough to stop the pain because that's not enough of a connection if i see you next to never how can we say forever that's a good point right (laughs) it's not much of a commitment there (laughs) is there good question (laughs) wherever you go whatever you do i will be right here waiting for you whatever it takes or how my heart breaks 
I will be right here waiting for you. So this sounds like the beginnings of uh, codependency or well into codependency <laughs> and maybe love addiction, sexual addiction. So this person basically is saying, you can you can toy with me. You can abandon me. You can see me a little. It doesn't matter. I'm just going to be waiting be here right for here. you. Right and it doesn't matter if my heart's breaking. I'll be here waiting for you. I took for granted all the times that I thought you would last somehow. I hear the laughter, I taste the tears, but I can't get near you now. This is that pining. Mm -hmm. So she selected somebody uh, not connected. Mm -mm. Oh, can't you see it, baby? You got me going crazy. Right. And the source of that is the baby who didn't have the connection with mom. So she's reenacting the old system, the old wound. Because wherever you go, whatever you do, I'll be right here waiting for you. Whatever it takes or how my heart breaks, I'll be right here waiting for you. She's a hostage to the situation. Person yes. cannot live, breathe without this other individual. Or, so they don't have a choice to walk away. And in their mind, they don't have a choice to walk away and find somebody or, else. Or move on, for goodness exactly. sake. Exactly. I wonder how we can survive this <laughs> romance. But in the end, if I'm with you... I'll take the chance. Right, because that person's waiting to, willing to wait until they die, basically, because they feel that only through this romance will they be whole and complete. Oh, can't you see it, baby? You've got me going crazy. Wherever you go, whatever you do, I'll be right here waiting for you. Whatever it takes or how my heart breaks, I'll be right here waiting and waiting for you. So if you're in this deal and you're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, you're in a bad deal. So get thee to some help so that you stop this WTF, what the Freud pattern, and find somebody emotionally available. And that's been Richard Marks, and he probably is still right here waiting for you. And that's been our show. We have talked about how to uh, emotionally available in relationships. And if you have a question or a comment, please write us. We are at info at drjudywtf.com. Of course, that's our website, drjudywtf.com. We're here every Thursday at 8 o'clock p.m. Pacific here at UBN Radio Network. And, of course, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spleaker, Google Play we just added on, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and, of course, YouTube. I think mm -hmm. next week we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to try and talk about emotionally unavailable from a narcissistic perspective. Right, and we will be right here waiting and for we'll you. And we'll be right here <laughs> waiting for you as well. And you can get Dr. Judy's book uh, at Amazon, which is entitled Be the Cause, Healing Human Disconnect. And a lot of what we talk about in here, and if you want just more of Dr. Judy, get her book. And uh, it's in Kindle as well as uh, paperback form. And she does have the Psychological Healing Center and a plethora of psychologists and therapists that are um, waiting to hear from you and, and, Sky uh, and Skype therapy <laughs> and, and Skype therapy phone and on therapy. the phone. Yeah. So we're going to close out our show and thank you so much for watching, listening, liking, sharing and calling in. And until next time, God bless everyone. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.